listening to podcast PXN, PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo. Let's do this. Pride of PlayStation, Sean Babiak. I am not joined by Dan, the Halo Man Prindle. Today, I am joined by the host of Large Popcorn, Christian. How you doing today, Christian? What's up, bro? Honored to be here. Honored to uh, mourn the death of Mario today. <laughs> rest in peace, Mario. Excited to talk some some gaming news. Yes, rest in peace, Mario. He is. Uh, he will be forever missed. He will be remembered as the plumber, the savior of Mushroom Kingdom. I, yeah, it's it's a sad day, a sad, sad day. <laughs> but uh, before we talk about Mario and our topic of the show, which is not Mario, it is actually the cyberpunk updates, the slew of updates that we got uh, in the past couple of days. Uh, we're going to be talking about all of that and our thoughts about that later on in the show. But before we get to that, we always start the show off with the PXN News of the Week. I just want to thank everyone for joining us live on Twitch, on YouTube. We record live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, you can just search up podcast PXN and you can find us there. And we're actually on Periscope now. So if you're on Twitter, oh. you might see us on Twitter now as well. So that's that's pretty neat. So we started doing that, I think, two weeks ago. Uh, I'm not sure how that's working out, but I, it's only could only be good. It could only be good to be in more places. <laughs> so thank you, everyone, for watching live. Um, but before we get into the topic, like I said, PXN News of the Week first, and today we're starting off with a PlayStation story, kind of sad news. Um, the PlayStation Store is closing down. So we got a little bit of rumors uh, last week, but now it's official. PlayStation has officially said they're going to be closing down the PlayStation 3, the PS Vita, and the PSP Store on July 2nd, 2021. Uh, there are some features that you'll be able to still access, though, so they wanted to let you know that you will still be able to re-download and play previously purchased game titles. You will still be able to access previously purchased video uh, media content. Uh, you'll still be able to redeem game and PlayStation Plus vouchers, which is that makes sense. And you will still be able to re-download and play claimed game titles through PlayStation Plus as long as you remain a member. Um, features you'll lose access to, though, is you're no longer to be able to purchase content on the store, obviously. Uh, you know, be able to make in-game purchases for the games that you own, and you will no longer wow. be able to redeem PSN wallet vouchers as well. So this is obviously a bummer. I When I heard about this, I kind of scurried to the internet to see if I could access the PlayStation Store via the web, like PS3 games, PSP games, just see if I can grab some before it was gone, and they removed that feature too. So I wasn't able to pick up any of that yet. But uh, what, it's a bummer, right? Right, yeah. I was like, can I at least try and get some stuff? Because I don't have a <laughs> PS3, I don't have a PS Vita. It's only more money in your pockets. I mean, I'm helping mm-hmm. you guys out. So it would have been nice if they kept that open. But um, yeah, what did you think about this uh, story initially? So when the, when the news first broke, I was like, you know, whatever. Old games are old. Yeah. Um, and like that was my initial reaction, which I, I don't think is a good reaction for me to have personally. And it, it wasn't until this morning that I was like washing dishes that it like really occurred to me like this is a bummer in terms of like game preservation. Like those game like those games are just going away. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You, you can't get those games after July like yeah, ever. They're just all gone. And that yeah. that sucks. Yeah. It it is a shame. And as we talked about it when it was a rumors at the time, it's. 
it's it is a bummer for game preservation and all the there's a there's a game that I wanted to try out called Haunting Ground, and it's a I think it is a PS3 game, um, if I'm not mistaken. But even if it's an older game, that even speaks more to it that like it's just harder and harder to get these these games. And even if I wanted to pick it up physically, it's so expensive to get these games because yeah. they're out of print, and people know what they have and they're selling it at I guess the appropriate price because of how rare it is, but. It's just it's just getting harder and harder and uh i just wanted to uh shout out kurok here in the chat who said why what happened to mario so just pivoting a bit here <laughs> so mario the 35th anniversary technically ends today and mario all the 3d all-stars and 35 uh mario 35 they're all being removed from the nintendo eShop. so people are just saying oh why why are you doing this nintendo because it doesn't make sense and they're just <clears> saying uh today is the day that Mario dies because they can't find a better reason because there is no better reason. So everybody's just saying Mario's dying today. But um, Going but to, back to the vault. Yeah, he's yeah. who knows what he's going to be doing in there, but <laughs> hopefully he has a, a good time, I guess. I um, guess, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but to contrast this, you added this to the doc, so I, I thank you for that. I, I did want to bring it up, but the backwards compatibility that Xbox is doing is just complete, a complete 180 from what Sony seems to be doing mm-hmm. recently. And uh, this comes from their Xbox News, uh, Xbox Wire. Uh, they say backwards compatibility reaches uh, the clouds for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members. So today we're embarking on a new journey. I'm reading from the website, by the way, on a new journey for the backward compatibility program, taking it to the cloud. Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members can now tap into a collection of favorite games from the past in a whole new way. Right now on mobile devices, turning them into retro handheld gaming systems, which is cool enough in itself, but the list is pretty awesome. They've got Banjo-Kazooie, Banjo-Tooie, Fable 2, Fallout New Vegas, Gears of War 2, Gears of War 3, Gears of War Judgment, Jetpack Refueled, Jetpack Refueled with touch controls enabled, which is neat. Viva Pinata with touch controls enabled. Viva Pinata Tip with touch controls enabled. Uh, Perfect Dark, wow. Perfect Dark Zero. They've got a, a Elder Scrolls 3. Uh, they've got a, quite a list here, and I, I think some of them are already available on Xbox itself. But to get this on a phone is really neat. So. Hey, thank you for bringing this up because this is just a total contrast to what Sony oh, yeah. seems to be doing. So, yeah, what do you think about this uh, Xbox story here? I mean, this couldn't have been a better time for Xbox. Like, they had to have been happy to have like this ready to go yeah. for today. Like it, when when like PlayStation released their news just a few days ago. Because yeah, it, absolutely right. Because you know, in terms of like gaming, this like is another. I guess stone and in, in their pile. They've already got Games Pass. Now you can play these old games. And when you look at PlayStation, they're getting rid of like hundreds of games. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's a it's an insane contrast, and it makes me want to. It, it has me curious. Like I, I kind of want to, you know, dip my toes in the Xbox community now to play some of these games. Yeah. The, I, I miss Banjo Kazooie. Yeah, the, and there's a bunch of games on this list that I, I I haven't played, and it's it's moves like like this that, and I've never. I haven't jumped the gun yet because I don't even have a PlayStation 5 yet, but it's moves like this that at the beginning of this next-gen uh, cycle that made me like, maybe I should pick up an Xbox first. Maybe I'm a PlayStation mm-hmm. nut. Like, I love their exclusives and all that stuff, but the affordability with uh, the... What was it called? The Where you can pay monthly uh, for the Xbox with itself. The Game Pass or...? or... It, it's for the actual console, oh. so you can pay monthly yes. installments. Yes, a payment plan, right? Yeah, and I was like, that's awesome. Like, That's super cool, and that's perfect for someone like me who's a student and has 
like no money but mm. yeah stuff like that like this uh, backwards compatibility game pass like you said fantastic value it's it's moves like this that are making me go like maybe i should at least be a part of the xbox ecosystem because i'm i'm not right now at all besides pc game pass but yeah it's so gamer friendly yeah like you you have to love it yeah um but yeah good job xbox well done you you are converting a playstation fanboy here um but even even that like playstation i only recently I feel like PlayStation is is realizing the moves that Xbox is making with their like mm-hmm. play at play free at home stuff, which they've done before. But like with the amount of games that they're giving out for free now, I feel like they're like, okay, Game Pass is a good idea. Maybe we should try something a little bit similar. Absolutely. And yeah, I think they're they're starting to change their tune a little bit, especially with bringing can games I, to PC too. Can I ask a question, yeah. Ro? See what your thoughts are. Yeah. Why do Why do you think PlayStation just decided to just dump these into the trash like this i mean it has to be that like resources like mm-hmm. it must be extremely difficult to port these games to the new system of course the, the cell pl- processor was extremely difficult yeah. to develop at the time so only i can only imagine how difficult it is to port them over and how much re- time and money it goes into to do that so i don't know were they just thinking that maybe it wasn't worth the effort i, I think, don't know i think so i think they're just like not a lot of people are on, on these consoles anymore so let's just get rid of it. They did something for the for the Wii as well, where they just shut down the 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 store, and there's like there's not a lot of people here, just grandmas on these things. So we just like shut these things down now. I I don't see. I just feel like they think they're losing money by keeping it open because they don't think a lot of people are are using it. I don't yeah. agree with that, but yeah, I feel like especially for the PSP. PSP I can understand. Sure, shut that down. But the PS3 and PS Vita, I feel like you can leave open for a little while longer. Or, yeah, especially you know, Vita. Yeah. And there's a game that's releasing on the Vita soon. Like, these, the, there was an article that came out today that was, I haven't read it yet, that was headlined, here are the here are the, all the developers that are saying goodbye to their games on the Vita soon. Like, they release, <laughs> like, it's crazy. It's kind of sad. Um, but yeah, that is that story. We, we spent a good amount of time, which is good. I'm glad that we were able to get a conversation out of that for sure. Um, but moving on to the next story, Ghost of Tsushima is getting a movie. That's good news. PlayStation is still making some new movies. I'm reading from Fanbyte here, Ghost of Tsushima uh, movie greenlit with John Wick director at the helm. It reads PlayStation Productions, the film and TV arm of, a, of the platform holder, has been fairly busy the last few years turning their biggest games into live action productions. With Tom Holland uh, mm-hmm. led Uncharted movie rocketing uh, toward release and a Twisted Metal TV show. I didn't even know about that. That's cool. Twisted Metal TV Whoa. show. What? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Seemingly <laughs> ready for production. It looks like Ghost of Tsushima will be the nice PlayStation IP uh, to get the silver screen treatment. Um, it's obviously in very, very early development right now. Um, so I'm excited for that, though. Have you played Ghost of Tsushima, Christian? Yes, but unfortunately I fall into the camp that did not like it oh, okay. or love it. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. So are you, do you think this will, is this something you're interested in at all, the, the movie? No, yeah, yeah, for sure. I think one, I think it, it also shows how PlayStation has like faith in, in the narrative mm-hmm. uh, power a resonance of their stories to have it translate onto other uh, screens and, and you know more audiences. 
for me, what's exciting about this is the director, Chad Stahelski, mm -hmm. which of course he worked on the John Wick movies and he's done a lot of choreography and stunt coordination for like Marvel movies like Civil War and Winter Soldier, V for Vendetta. Mm -hmm. um, again, my hesitation is with the narrative. Um, I think the Western lens of Ghost of Tsushima wasn't my taste. Mm -hmm. So if they can like subvert those expectations that I have, like subvert those tropes of, you know, Western samurai movies mm -hmm. with like a really cool um, fight scenes and, and choreography that we're, we're probably expecting, um, it With could be director, yeah. super fun. So I'm excited. Definitely. I, I really enjoyed Ghost of Tsushima, so I'm like on the on the opposite side of that. <laughs> I totally hear your, your, your criticisms though, for sure. I For samurai movies, there's not a lot in my backlog or experience that I've like in, indulged in. So this was like, this being a game and being inspired by samurai movies was kind of a two-in-one for me where I was experiencing a samurai movie while also playing a awesome open world game in my opinion um but i thought the the story was pretty cool uh the open worldness of it was very you know video game as heck it's like nothing super special there yeah. but i really enjoyed the the story it told so seeing it on the silver screen will be will be awesome but the 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 uh actor who played jin sakai in the movie in the game sorry mentions that he would love to be in that'd be uh, cool in the movie which would be awesome um i don't know why they don't do this more often where they just because they're actors like they could they could probably act just fine on the silver screen too. yeah uh, i don't know why they don't do that more often but that would be awesome if they do have him on and he gives gives a playstation a reason why he should be he says if i get to play Jin in the live action ghost let it be known i fully agree to doing butt nudity so there's a little taste for you guys. <laughs> As you may know, for the people who played, there's the hot I springs. Yeah, there's the hot springs moments where you go to heal and reflect on your journey. And Jin Sakai just gets butt naked, as you should when you're getting into hot spring. Um, but he he's saying if that if I, if the movie's happening and I'm in it, I'll do those hot spring scenes. He, so uh, there you go. <laughs> there's I'm told. Yeah, there's there's no reason why you shouldn't hire this man now. Um, but yes, moving on to the next story here. Capcom, ooh, oh, there's a little notification on my laptop. Sorry about that, everyone <laughs> got distracted. Um, but Capcom ships 4 million copies of Monster Hunter Rise. So this released uh, last week, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Capcom has announced that the lo that launch shipments of Monster Hunter Rise reached 4 million units uh, worldwide, which is just 1 million shy of the 2018 hit Monster Hunter World, which did really good numbers for Capcom at the time as well, kind of put them on what they are now on their kind of comeback streak with Resident Evil and Monster Hunter. They've been doing really yeah. good recently in terms of putting out some quality titles. Um, Maybe not the movie, though. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not the movie. Um, Capcom's uh, confidence in Arise is no doubt inspired by the success of World. The 2018 game was the first Monster Hunter to launch worldwide and to be released on both PS4 and Xbox One. Prior to this, all entries had launched in Japan first, and most were exclusive to either PlayStation or Nintendo device. So Rise being exclusive to Nintendo device, uh, people think it's going to be on PC very soon or in the future. Um, oh, I would love that. That would be pretty awesome. Uh, especially with you know the capability of the Switch's power and what it can put out, it would be cool to see uh, an upgraded version of, of that. So, assuming from what you just said, are you interested in, in Rise? Are you a Monster Hunter fan? I, I am not a Monster Hunter fan, okay. but from what I've seen about this game, I, I, I played, I think, the, the demo or the beta for the, the previous Monster Hunter, and I had fun in that, but I never you know jumped in. 
Um, I had a friends who played and they got way ahead of me and I just never caught up. Um, I was playing games like Destiny. Yes. That, that was my grindy game. <laughs> yeah. um, but I heard that, that Rise is supposed to be the, the most accessible of the Monster Hunter titles and it's supposed to be um, a lot more fun, a lot more action-y. Um, and I have a few friends that are trying to get me into it, so uh, I, I might jump the gun on this nice. and get this soon because it looks gorgeous. It looks fun. It does. Yeah, I, and I love the... the And like you're saying, more accessible. Uh, I played a lot... I played a lot of World. I played more than I expected, I should say, mm. of, of World when it came out. I, I really enjoyed my time with that. That was my first kind of deep dive into Monster Hunter. I, I played some in the past, but I dropped off pretty quickly. Um, but for some reason, World just got its hooks in me and I played quite a bit. So I do want to pick this up. Um, I'm in the same boat where I play grindy games often. So sometimes I don't have enough time to put into each one as much time as I would like to into each one. But there's some people who are like, hey, Rishan, come play Monster Hunter with us. And I'm like, I yeah. want to, I want to, but I don't know if I should. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited to, to hopefully yeah. jump into this. Cam Hawkins today tweeted because um, he's been playing Monster Hunter Rise yeah. about a um, a monkey that's in this uh, <laughs> game that that uh, apparently breakdances and, oh. and that alone sold me. Yeah, that, like <laughs> that, that that gets me curious. That's all you got to do. Tell me there's a breakdancing dancing monkey in your game and I will buy it. There we go. <laughs> I mm -hmm. I also saw that they quoted Spider Man like from the movie, like the the uh, the wrestler in Spider Man. I forgot his name, but there's a quest that quotes that character like you ain't going nowhere that that character five uh, minutes of play time yes ex exactly that that was that was written almost word for word in one of the quests and people are like why why did they do this i'm not mad at it but but why did you guys yeah. do this uh -huh. <laughs> it was so weird but but again another another great way to sell me on your game include some spider-man quotes and then i'm there <laughs> oh yeah but uh, moving on to the next story, before we jump into it, actually, no, I'll read the story and then I'll ask you the question. Um, okay. Pokemon Go director uh, developers, Niantic, are, have detailed a Pikmin app uh, and detailed a little bit of more of the gameplay. So the new Pikmin game from uh, Nintendo and Pokemon Go developer Niantic has begun a public test in Singapore. It was announced this morning. Players in the region can download the, the app now via Google Play and uh, be the first in the world to able to try it out. Sorry, messed up on my wording there. Um, still early access, still, an early, still early gameplay details have emerged from uh, fans sharing details on the game's FAQ pages. And as expected, it sounds like a much more passive outdoor experience in Pokemon Go. So it says walking generates step energy which allows you to grow pikmin from seedlings you can then name them and feed them nectar to make them bloom which with different colored flowers okay <laughs> exploring with pikmin will let you find fruit which turns into nectar it also uh, it'll also let flowered pikmin leave trails of petals behind um, there's a bunch of pikmin that you can grow apparently is what it's saying all seven major species of pikmin <laughs> including in Nintendo's included in Nintendo franchises will are expected to appear and the major species of Pikmin are as followed Christian red blue yellow <laughs> purple white rock and a winged <laughs> um last night Niantic teased a pair of Google glasses as well I'm not sure if you saw this uh but oh also, no I did not it also said that it's going to run uh its games on uh on this device so the question I wanted to oh, ask here we you, go oh yeah Oh, you're seeing it now? The, no, these uh, are really... Yeah, the Niantic glasses, yeah, the AR glasses. Neat, these right? look cool. Yeah. yeah. 
I I've always wanted one just because they look so futuristic and and cool. Just like the Google glasses too. Anything like that. I was like, oh yeah, sign me up. I'm like I'm like Kevin Coelho <laughs> in 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 that sense. Like put a chip in me and I'm good. <laughs> right. Yeah. But um yeah, I wanted to ask, are you were you a big fan of Pokemon Go at the time of, of release? Oh yeah. Who I mean wasn't, I feel man. like we all were, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um but are you a Pikmin fan? Is this something that interests you at all? I've I've played the Pikmin games on, on GameCube. Um like I like them, but I never had like a strong affinity with them. Yeah. Um, I don't know how this will do with Western audiences. Yeah. Obviously, Pokemon is is a lot bigger. I still have coworkers who play Pokemon Go with their with their kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this might be pretty big with um, like Eastern audiences. Yeah, um, they they love games like this. Um, so, well, yeah, we'll see what how it goes. I mean, I would love some kind of integration with AR glasses for this as well. Yeah, like, definitely. I would try it out if I had those glasses. Definitely, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I agree with you on the the Western front. I don't know how successful that'll be here. I mean, if it's a free title, I'm I'm sure there's no harm in, in releasing it with like their their in-game purchases. And they may they might sure. make some some money, but um, yeah, I feel like Pokemon Go is just so much easier to swallow over here and it's way more popular. Um, I have no affinity with Pikmin either, so maybe I'm not the best to to judge and say mm-hmm. that it won't be uh, successful here. But from what I I know, Pikmin isn't one of the uh, the smash hit franchises from from nintendo uh, yeah but that's good news for the people that are out there i love pokemon go so this this is a this is could uh entice me as well or get its hooks in me as well and maybe introduce me to pikmin somehow who knows um this could be a gateway drug into that that uh that ecosystem who knows what uh, what is your favorite color pikmin row oh that's a great question um <laughs> My favorite color is red, so I'm just going to say the red Pikmin is my favorite okay, Pikmin. Fair. But I feel like these are like Teletubbies, where if I were to tell you my favorite Teletubby, <laughs> it wouldn't be the red one. I think the purple it's, one's It's not Poe? It's not Poe. You know, I like the purple one, I think. Let me let me take a look <laughs> before I, I speak out of my mind. I was a big Teletubby fan, just <laughs> FYI. <laughs> Teletubbies. All right, so I'm taking a look here. Um, it's the green one. I like the green one. The little, uh, yeah, yeah the with the cow hat. Better. Yes. <laughs> and I like the vacuum cleaner, of course. The vacuum cleaner was, a was, was a G as well. <laughs> oh, for sure. But, uh, moving on to the, what's your favorite Pikmin? Maybe I should ask you the same. <laughs> favorite uh, the, the, the blue one looks pretty nice. Yeah. That's a... <laughs> Yeah, that's that's what I that's why I was hesitating, like because they have different looks as well. It's not just like they all look the same and they're different colors. They all have a different style to them. So, yeah, yeah I think the red one though is my favorite. Um, but moving on to the next story, No Man's Sky Expeditions update adds big shared journeys. So this is coming from IGN. I'm reading Matt Perslow on IGN. Hello Games has announced No Man's Sky's Expeditions, a new update that adds multiple upgrades. Uh, based around going on missions with friends. The update launches today. Expedition's flagship feature is a new mode that features rendezvous planets, uh, rendezvous planets, uh, worlds where uh, players all start in the same place and can embark on expeditions together across the galaxy. These ex- expeditions can be planned using a new expedition planner menu, of course, which will uh, help keep players in the team. F- in the team focus. Expeditions are made up of phases, uh, which are split into milestone challenges. While this does add focus, Hello Games promises that milestones are open-ended and can be completed in any order, which preserves the freeform nature of the game. I thought that was awesome. And 
I I love how much updates they've been giving to this game and all for Dude. free. And yeah. yeah, it's come such a long way. And I was one of the people who got it day one and honestly really liked it day one. I had a great time with it on PlayStation back in the day. But I totally, totally understand why everybody kind of was down on it at the time because it wasn't what they advertised. But here we are now, and they're talking about multiplayer expansions, something that we expected day one. But it's so awesome that they've they've made the, the effort to make this the game that they wanted and that we expected as well. So I think this is awesome. Yeah, yeah I feel like every, what, like twice a year they have a major update like this that... Um... Like, shout out to Hello Games. They continue to, like, kill it in terms of providing for their fans. Um, I, don't, I don't know how that does in terms of, like, getting more players to join, um, like, the fan base. Mm-hmm. That, that has always been my concern because you'll see, you know, No Man's Sky videos on Twitter when a, a big update launches for about a week or so. And then it kind of goes quiet again. And maybe I'm just not in those circles. But, I mean, every update just looks so much fun. And, I, and I'm like you, bro. I played it when it launched as well. And visually it was stunning, but it just never got its hooks in me. Mm-hmm. Um but shout out to Hello Games because, like, yeah, yeah they're, they're trying and, and I'm I'm feeling it a little bit. Yeah, I, I love it. And it, it makes me excited for what whatever Sean Murray has, has next. I, I want him to keep continuing with this because he's obviously on a roll and the, the fans obviously love it. It's it's like it. And I I'm not in those circles either, but I, I, I do pay attention to the No Man's Sky community. And it, it, it is a, a complete 180 from where it started. They they. They are mm-hmm. huge fans of Sean Murray. I remember when it started, they were like dogging on him, like you lied to us, and and he did. Yeah. But like, there, there, it's complete change. And they, they, there was a time where they wanted to make like a, a thank you sign to Hello Games and put it outside of their their office. And I was like, that's so nice. Like that's that's, that's awesome. Like giving back to the the developer that's obviously giving back to to the community that stuck around. I thought that was so sweet and awesome. Just just a testament to how much effort has been put into the game since it since it launched so i thought that was awesome and yeah like you said shout out to hello games they're doing awesome work over there and yeah definitely good job hopefully cyberpunk 2027 can do something similar oh (laughs) man i can't wait till we get there (laughs) (laughs) oh man um but the next uh story is another sad one or not another sad one but a sad one uh back for blood delayed until october so this is from Imran Khan. Hello, Imran. Uh, we're at FanBite. Yeah. <laughs> Back for Blood, an unashamedly Left for Dead spiritual sequel by much, uh, by much of the same talent has been delayed from its summer release date to October. So they write on Twitter saying, Turtle Rock Studios is working hard to make Back for Blood the best game it can possibly be at launch. And the same, and the team needs more time to do so. This, therefore, we will release Back for Blood on October 12, 2021. We thank our community for its continued support and are excited to share that there will be an open beta this summer. Awesome. I didn't oh. know that. <laughs> Reading the story and I'm learning some, some new stuff awesome. at the same time. Um, the delay announcement, which came from the tweet, isn't heavy on details, but we can probably presume it is getting delayed for the same reasons everything else is getting delayed these days, which is totally true. Last week, I think we got uh, Gotham Knight got delayed um, into 2022, mm-hmm. not even later this year, completely into the next so uh, we were also talking about what that's going to look like for Suicide Squad and yeah. Gotham Knights being in the same year. Like, I didn't think it'll be a problem, but Sean and, and Daniel thought it, it might be, which probably they're right <laughs> if it's two against one in that situation. But um, I thought they would be fine if they like separate or push, yeah. push them apart and also 
they're like different games, but maybe they're not. Yeah. But uh, so uh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, well, I just want to uh, quick comment on yeah. the um, the Gotham Knight stuff. Yeah, I feel like you're absolutely right, Sean and and, and David. Mm-hmm. Correct. Daniel. Yeah. Yeah. Daniel, Daniel, I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Um, no, no, I feel like, yeah, they're absolutely right. If, yeah. if you know, Gotham Knights is, is January and Suicide, or Suicide Squad is, you know, December, it's perfect. That that spacing is, is perfectly okay. fine. Uh, in terms of Back for Blood, I just got a PC not too long ago, and one of the first games I downloaded was Left 4 Dead 2. Mm-hmm. I've been playing it with my super cool like, gaming mouse, as you can see. <laughs> and it's it's been tons of fun. Um, so that had, like, propelled my excitement for Back for Blood. Uh, I, I think, you know, Developers, take your time. This can only be like beneficial for the game. October is a perfect time for this, you know, spooky time to play to play these games. It's right before you know the big releases like Call of Duties and your other AAA titles. This can be uh, a sweet spot for it, right before those big titles hit. And uh, yeah, the the beta uh, in summer that that should be a lot of fun. Yeah. So yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, I'm excited to to jump into it because uh, there was the closed beta, which I I. I got into and I was able to play one game. Daniel actually got a code for for me, and I was able to play for a bit. And I and I really enjoyed it. It's a lot. I love the card system that they have. Um, yep. They seem to be doing some really unique stuff with it. So I'm excited for for to, one to be able to play it more in the summer, and obviously more people to to play with. So definitely excited for that. And again, take your time. It's always a bummer that games are getting delayed, but just like Gotham Knights, take your time. As we'll yeah. talk about later, it's better to delay <laughs> a game than just to put it out, um, as we saw with Cyberpunk 2077. Um, speaking of games that should have probably been delayed and companies that maybe shouldn't try doing more video games anymore, Amazon is opening a new game studio in Montreal. The team will be led by ex-Rainbow Six Siege developers. Amazon has announced its founding uh, a new studio in its games division based in Montreal, adding a fourth studio to its uh, stable of developers based in Seattle, San Diego, and Orange County. Um, I'm trying to read here. According to Amazon's announcement, the team will be working on a triple A scale games, but that's really about all that's said outright at this point. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, Amazon is opening another, or not another, a game studio in Montreal. Um, this comes off of, in my opinion, the heels of the failed Crucible launch, which is their game Perfect. on on PC, where they released it in open beta, and then they took it off the yep. the store. I, I don't know if that's been brought up. Or, I think they canceled it. They just they straight up canceled it I, after a while. I think that sounds right. Yeah, I, I think they just decided. Yeah, we're not we're not going to do this actually. <laughs> um, so good luck to them. Obviously, they're they're trying uh, again and maybe they will have better luck uh, with this new studio and another AAA game. It, it is said here, uh, I think, I, I believe I read in the article earlier, yes, that they, they, are, they are trying to do another online game, a multiplayer online game. So hopefully they learn oh. from their mistakes from, from Crucible. Or realize this that, changes my thoughts. Yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> what, 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 what were your thoughts initially? So I, I had read up to the AAA title, yeah. um, and so that I thought was like this has the potential to be really cool because mm-hmm. Amazon Studios in the films industry has been killing it. Right. Um, like they give they give studios um, money and the creative freedom to to tell um, stories that end up being critically acclaimed. We just saw that with Sound of Metal. So if they could translate that into the game space better than they did before, um, 
that has the potential to, potential to be really exciting. The Rainbow Six Siege developers, I think, um, is, is a huge plus. The ex-Rainbow Six Siege developers is a huge plus. Um, they they got to nail the... Um, the you know, it's, it's a pretty big market. You know, there's a lot of multiplayer games fighting for your, uh, you know, couch space, your, your game space. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, definitely. And like you, if it was like a, a single-player game or a third-person action adventure, some, something that is story-focused, I, I definitely, too, would have, like, a, I think would have a different opinion on it or a different uh, hope for it. Uh, right mm-hmm. now, after their history with <laughs> with how Crucible went, I, it doesn't give me a lot of faith. But like you're saying, uh, Rainbow Six devs, that's a plus. Rainbow Six oh, yeah. is a super popular online game and has been making some really cool improvements and has lasted this long so it, it it may be good very well may be good so maybe i shouldn't uh lose hope just yet but i definitely will hold my expectations <laughs> for now um, yeah. but moving on to a little little story that i wanted to include here road 96 have you heard of road 96 uh christian no i don't i don't think so so road 96 is a uh indie game that is coming out hopefully later this year we shall see but i think it's later this year it's a procedural narrative road trip game yes i have yes yes i think they showed this at like a playstation thing playstation state of play or something like that some uh digital event that happened recently and when i saw it i was like yeah that's uh that's on my list Mm -hmm. um but right now they're hosting a contest and the contest ends on the 6th. So we've got a couple more days here, but the contest is uh, road trip stories. So essentially you're to write a, a road trip story in 96 words. So that's how much words you've got. Uh, that's to write. tight. Yeah, it is tight. Um, and it's uh, it'll be, there's a chance that it'll be in included in the game. So I thought that was really cool. Um, I know you have written some stuff before and anybody out there who would be interested in being in a video game, your words at least. I thought that was really cool. And they are offering some pretty neat prizes for, for winners. So the first place prize is an Omen 15 laptop and your story in the game. So the first prize is the laptop and your story included in the game. The second prize is an Omen 25L desktop PC, which I would rather win the second place prize. And there's a third prize, Omen 27i monitor. So I thought that was really cool. Uh, I, I think the game looks awesome. I just wanted to point that out uh, to anybody that's listening to definitely go check that out if you like writing or even just want to give it a shot. It's like, it could be a non-fiction or fiction uh, story, so it doesn't even have to be based on reality. It could be anything. So I thought that was really, really cool. Sorry, choking out my little spit there. But uh, yeah, I thought that was neat. Do you have a link to this? You know what? Yeah. I'm gonna, it's only 96 words. I might give this a shot Absolutely. over the weekend, have a cup of coffee, do some writing. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I, I will definitely send you the link. I've got it copied here. So I'll send that to you on the Twitterverse. But yeah, anybody else out there, I will make sure to... Well, actually, I, I don't think I could put that in the description. But if you go onto Twitter and type in Road96, you'll be able to find the contest details on their Twitter page there. Um, but yes, there we go. We did the PXN News of the Week. I did I did want to mention you did add Rip Mario. I did want to just take a time to like a moment of silence for Mario. May you right. ever live 
I don't know what to say to you. you, you <laughs> good luck, Mario. Whatever, whatever is next, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for whatever you're going to do next. Obviously, it's not plumbing. Obviously, it's not saving the princess. Whatever you, is next in your career, I, I'm excited for you. Good luck. I can't wait for Sunshine too. Yes. <laughs> good luck, Mario. Good luck. Um, but moving on to the games that we are playing, Christian, what are you up to? What what games have you been playing? So many. So many. Oh, good. So many games. <laughs> so I, I, I've started to get back into Call of Duty. So I've been playing a lot of Warzone, but also a lot of uh, Search and Destroy mm-hmm. on a, on Modern Warfare, not a not a Cold War. Okay. Uh, with a few buddies, um, and then I, I again I, I bought the mouse so that I can play uh, Apex on PC, nice. trying to get better on mouse and keyboard. And I got my first my first win on mouse and keyboard just this week. So oh, nice. big win for me. Nice. Um, and then uh, of course Destiny. I, I've been grinding the raid. I finally got all the gear and all the weapons for that raid. Uh, I just need to grind the the god rolls now for it, but it's been tons of fun. Um, and then the last game is, of course, more, more Mario 3D World. It, it was my relaxing game, and now I'm on Champions Road, and it is kicking my butt. And it hasn't hasn't been so relaxing anymore, but it's been fun. Oh God, I still need to pick that up, man. I I still have to pick up uh, 3D World. I want to get I want to get it. Um, but Champions Road, yeah. I, when I was on the Wii, it was it was tough. So I can only imagine with the Joy Cons. So yeah, it's so hard, it's so hard. Why is it so hard? Um, I appreciate it though. I'm glad that it has that challenge. But why is it so hard at the same time? Mm-hmm. Oh man! But we have to hi- uh, hook up on Destiny now that you have uh, the PCA. We could play together because I, I don't have access to my PlayStation yeah. very often. But now we can, you know, play some Destiny. I don't I don't I don't do the raids often. So now that I've got a buddy, maybe I can can do i can teach you bro yes yes i would love that thank you um but the games that i've been playing i'll start off with destiny since we're already on the topic i've been playing destiny um i'm Ooh. loving what they're doing with the season dude i love the 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 story stuff that that they have with crow which i guess already en- which ended last week with uh, the the climax mm. or the finale i guess of his story i love it i, I love like zavala is like how he had kind of accepted him in the end there um, yeah, but yeah, I, I love Crow and I and I hated Aldrin. So great job, Bungie, for for like redeeming this character or at least writing him in a way that I see him as a different character, which he technically is. I think mm-hmm. they did such a great job with Crow and I and I love what they're doing with the with the season story and I and I hope they continue on this road because seasons aren't usually this story heavy in my opinion. For for the in the past, I'm usually very high on the season when it starts. And when we get into this point where we are now, I'm, I'm usually like, yeah, I guess it wasn't that great. Like, I'm, I get down on it. But I've been pretty high on this season this entire time and enjoying it the, the entire way through. So kudos to Bungie. You're doing great. I'm excited for next season with uh, Transmog. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm very excited for that. And everybody, I finished Life is Strange 2. Finally beat that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, that's been on my list for quite some time. So I'm happy to finally check it off. And just kind of preparing for true colors really trying to get that off my list i do want to go go back to before the storm as well because i haven't beaten that yet but uh yeah i loved i loved life is strange 2 i think i relate to the story a bit more than life is strange 1 i need i I want to go back and play it so i can make a a proper uh uh, stance on that whether i like two better than one because i know i loved one so i need to go back and play it just to make a more informed decision but yeah i loved two it was really good Tugged at my heartstrings. Great job, guys. Great job. Great job. Don't nod. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much all that I've been playing. Um, 
I guess we can move into the topic of the show now, which is CD Projekt Red. So I don't know if you saw the patch that they released, um, or... I didn't read the notes. It was very long. It was very long. Exactly. But, That's what I yeah. want to talk about as well. <laughs> the 1.2 patch, which they released uh, a couple of days ago, I think, um, apparently made huge, huge changes, or at least a lot of changes, because the the... If you go on Twitter now, I think Nebelian has a, a screenshot or somebody has a screenshot of how long that list is. And it is absurd how long mm-hmm. that list is. It is ridiculous. Kudos on them for obviously fixing all those things. But at the same time, whoa, you had so much to fix in the first place. Yeah. It's, it's crazy that that wasn't... It's just insane that there was so much there. Um, but before I move into the first part of the story, what was your initial thoughts on... On the update itself, how did you feel when you saw that big list? Yeah, I mean, it's exciting because I I, <laughs> I I tried playing the game on yeah. on PS5 via backwards compatibility, and like it was just not letting me do missions. The game kept crashing, and so eventually I just deleted it off my console. Yeah. And like playability is one thing for me. The other was just I didn't find the writing very strong at all. Mm. Um, I, I compare it to. Um, Ernest Klein's Ready Player One, and that it was very, um, and I hate the word cringy, but it's the closest thing I can come to. Um, but I am very happy for the devs to finally be able to to bring r- the realized world of Cyberpunk 2077 that they wanted initially. Uh, and it's a bummer that, I, from what I heard, that the, the higher ups kind of pushed this game to to come out sooner than than it was ready. So I'm ha- I'm happy for the devs. Yeah, me too. I'm glad that because, like you said, it's not. The reason that this game didn't come came out the, to the way it did isn't really the people that worked on it. It's kind of the the people the the higher ups that kind of uh, mucked this up for them and for for us. So that is a shame. Um, but it is like you said, it is good that it is coming around a little bit slowly, but still coming around. Obviously, game development takes time, so slowly is is yeah. kind of maybe not the best word to use, but they're working on it. So that is that is good. Um, I actually played. I got my refund because I, I I I wanted to play it at a a point where it was it was ready. So I, right. I I played a little bit of it. I played it on Steam at first, and it just wasn't running well on on my PC. So that was that was on me. That was totally on me. That wasn't the game because I know that it it ran the best on PC, but my rig just wasn't able to run it. So I got it on Stadia. So I actually got oh, a free it ran the best right yeah, it ran the best it worked so well on on my and i know for a fact that my 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 setup wouldn't run run state uh cyberpunk because i, I tried it and when i played it on stadia it ran fine it worked fantastic but then i i refunded it because i did want the better experience yeah. which is like yeah. i would like to play on playstation or playstation 5 or something um when that when those updates come around but uh from when i played it it seemed interesting ish it wasn't exactly what i was expecting but still pretty cool right. so far did you hear um from what i've seen in a few circles on twitter that the the 1.2 patch is supposedly with certain graphics card that's making the game like unplayable oh which God. is just like another setback that, <laughs> oh that just God. is not needed like i feel so bad for them yeah that that so, is a bummer 1.2.1 when is that coming out yeah Damn that that yeah I didn't I didn't hear about that but that does suck when you fix a bunch of things and then as you fix a bunch of things yeah. a bunch of new issues rear their head so that is a bummer game but, dev is uh, hard it is it is I I do not envy the the cyberpunk developers right about now 
Um, but the next story in our cyberpunk news here is cyberpunk, uh, the future of cyberpunk 2077, 2077's multiplayer is very confusing. So I'm reading from GameSpot, Jenny Zeng. Uh, writes, previously CD Projekt Red announced that Cyberpunk 2077's multiplayer would be standalone, a standalone product, and not just a mode in the single-player game. However, CD Projekt Red's new strategy update video, the, in CD Projekt Red's new strategy update video, the company dropped new information that casts uncertain, uh, uncertainty around the future of CD Projekt, or Cyberpunk 2077 multiplayer game. Uh, they say, previously we hinted that our next AAA uh, game would be multiplayer would be a multiplayer cyberpunk game but we have decided to reconsider this plan given our new more systematic and agile approach instead of primarily focusing on one big online experience or game we are focusing on bringing online into all of our franchises one day so that is an interesting quote um that they are reconsidering this plan um right it, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's canceled, I, I guess, but it, it does uh, suggest that whatever they were planning has changed a little bit. Like, we're not getting a standalone multiplayer cyberpunk game, basically, is what I'm trying to say, is that it may be, it may be included in Cyberpunk 2027 and uh, maybe akin to Red Dead Online or GTA Online, something like that. Um, but, yeah, I'm not, not too sure where I stand on that. Yeah, I... I... I feel like this has to be influenced again from some kind of like higher ups who are wanting this game to be more like Grand Theft Auto because yeah. I mean that game is extremely successful, and I don't I don't know these like cyber uh, not cyberpunk um, what what is the studio um, oh, CD Projekt right? I'm blanking on that CD Projekt yeah. thank you <laughs> no problem like that that seems very antithetical to like the grounded RPG stories that they they want to tell having this like. I don't know, this massive multiplayer, I guess not massive, but like this whole multiplayer aspect just seems at odds with uh, the heart of these RPGs. I don't I don't know if how you feel or if that even makes sense, but I, I, I don't know how to feel about this. Yeah. It I, could be fun. It could be fun. Yeah. I know what you mean, where it's like, it's kind of a, a, a contrast to what the game actually is to have a bunch of people running around the city doing ex- exactly what you said, GTA style stuff, when this story is kind of more grounded and a little bit more serious so it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see what what they do with the multiplayer uh, aspect um but i'm trying to remember there's something that i wanted to bring up with uh their new strategy oh yes they're doing their they say i'm, I'm gonna read the quote here all of these changes aim uh to enable us to work on multiple AAA games and expansions in parallel starting in 2022. So instead of working on one game, they're going to be working on two games at once. So they're going to be working on Witcher's updates, um, Cyberpunk's updates, and I'm assuming in the future, they're going to be working on other AAA games simultaneously, or as as they describe it, parallel with, with each other. And they say, uh, this new support systems is to minimize stress and prevent burnout, including more mental health support. So I'm like, how? How does that do that? I know. <laughs> that feels. This like is just like adding more to the plate, right? Exactly. I, I I assume that they and they did mention here that they are expanding their team, so they will have more people to work on these things. Obviously, they'll have separate teams for one AAA game and another AAA game. Obviously, it's not gonna. They might have some crossover here and there, but essentially, they'll have separate teams for separate games. But I don't imagine this is a, a good idea. 
to to be working on more than one game at one time but you know this is like putting the cart before the the horse like a a thousand percent because i I feel like they got to get the game back on playstation first right like that has to be the priority yeah yeah let's let's get the game working before we start like trying to add multiplayer and and develop simultaneously with with other franchises yeah yeah that is uh that's exactly where my head is is as well and that's what our, our the final um, story is here with the PlayStation stuff, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, as you, as we've been echoing over and over, it's the it's the higher ups that are making these decisions, and I'm not really sure if they've learned from what literally just happened. <laughs> like Cyberpunk 2077 is now just just a little bit starting to get back on the right track, and they're already starting to make kind of questionable decisions on future games or on games that they're still working on, which is Cyberpunk 2077. Um, so it is, it's kind of weird. I, I, I do want to ask, do you think CD Projekt Red can salvage their uh, reputation? It Like five years in the future, yeah. Cyberpunk 2077 is, is, is done, maybe more than five years, and they announce their next game. Are you excited for that? Um, I, I've thought about this, yeah. and I, I think yes. Yeah. I, I think... I. <sighs> This, this, I mean, if Hello Games did it, yeah, you yeah, know, true. then 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 CD Projekt can do it, yeah. and and I I love the Witcher franchise. I I think, I think what that studio has to do is, or, or the share, shareholders even, is mm-hmm. just let the team have the creative freedom to make the game that they want to make. I think if the shareholders can do that, then absolutely I'll be very excited for whatever they do next because they have a great writing team. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I. I... I'm in the same boat. I, I do want to see where s- s- Cyberpunk ends up, where that that ends up, and and obviously I'm I'm assuming same as you, where wherever Cyberpunk ends up will probably determine how we will feel for the the next game. But as I stand now, yeah, I can see Cyber CD Projekt Red uh, uh, salvaging their reputation. I think they already have taken good steps in in doing that. Um, but if I were to go back and read what they initially mm-hmm. put out when the game first launched i i might be set back into how i felt back then because i i remember when the game first came out they were saying some pretty questionable things surrounding the launch and i was like what are you guys yeah. doing um yeah. so there's I have that a question well. for you yeah are you a fan of the witcher series at all no, did you play those games no so that is my that is also my hot oh, take man. i was talking to someone yesterday and they were like what's your video game hot take and my first one out of my mouth is like I can't get into Witcher 3, and I found it super boring. I've tried multiple times. It's been fun, Ro. I know. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I, I wish I could get into it because I, I've tried so many times, dude. I've tried maybe three yeah. times to, to, to really get into that game, and I've gotten further each time, so maybe I just need to do it a fourth. But I don't know. There's something. It's fantasy. Yeah. Fantasy games are just, it's very hit or miss. For yeah. Me. It's, it's hard for me to get into that, that, that genre. Um, so it's it's nothing really on the devs. It's just it it takes you, a lot man. to get me into a fantasy game. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I, I asked that because I think I think they could win um, some good good heart, I guess, with with the gaming community. If um, I know I know there's a lot of players that want some kind of next gen update for you know Witcher Three. If they release like a next gen version, maybe running at like a higher frame rate, um, better resolution. Um, that could that could uh, you know give them a lot of goodwill that you know obviously may not be happening with Cyberpunk. with uh, Cyberpunk yeah, right now yeah definitely yeah I feel like uh, 
as most of us, when we were excited for Cyberpunk 2077, we were all like, The Witcher 3 was awesome. Of course this is going to be great. So anything that they mm. do with The Witcher 3, I, I, I assume will bring that good faith back because that is such a beloved uh, franchise and Witcher 3 was awesome. So improving Witcher 3 is only going to make uh, CD Projekt Red's fan base happier. Absolutely, I agree with that. Um, but moving on to the last uh, tidbit here, um, which we alluded to a little bit with is the PlayStation Store, it being back on. And I asked this on Twitter a little while ago. I was like, wait, it's it's not back on yet, is it? And no. I was like, no, it, it, it's not. <laughs> and I didn't I didn't notice that. I thought it had, had returned, but not as yet. And Cyberpunk or CD Projekt Red says they're expecting to be back on soon. Leadership thinks that they're going to be back soon. And my question is, what does PlayStation leadership think? But they think yep. they're going to be back soon. And the article I'm reading is from GameStop. Uh, while Cyberpunk 2077 was removed from the PlayStation Store in December 2020, holy crap, it looks like the game could be back, could be on the way back to the digital storefront, provided Sony deems the game fit for the return. In an investor, in, a, in, in an investor call, SVP of Business Development Michael uh, Nawakowski shared via Kotaku, "We have published several patches. We have just published a really big one yesterday." And we have published several hotfixes. Each and every one of them brings us closer to going back on the PlayStation Store. However, the final decision, you have to understand, belongs to Sony. We do believe we're mm-hmm. closer than further, but of course, the final call is theirs. So let's wait and see. So I guess he did address uh, what I just said. It's really, they could make it the best game ever. It's still up to Sony to, to, to pull, the, pull the lever there to let them back on. But uh, yeah, what do you think? Do you think they're they're close to to being back on the store? Yeah, I I don't I don't know. Um, obviously, like this interview it has a lot of corporate speak in it, but they did just release, like he said, this huge patch. So that leads me to believe that. I mean, they they got to be close. Maybe you know, end of spring quarter, beginning of the summer quarter, they we might get like some news that it's coming back soon. That PlayStation, you know, is allowing it to come back. So. Who knows? I, I, I have to re- like reiterate like how wild it was that the yeah. game went gold, like yeah. certified, like on PlayStation, like no one even checked to see if it was working. It's so yeah, it's crazy. We, we've, we've talked about it before, obviously, but yeah, it is it is in, it's insane. I, I, I still can't rack my head around it. And, and as we've said many, many times already, it is not the developers. It is the higher ups. They wanted to put the game out. So that's why it happened. But it's still it's it's still crazy to me that it, it happened, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, I hope developers and CD Projekt Red can learn from from this. And I think we are seeing it with how many games are being yeah. delayed, as we talked about with Back Back for Blood, uh, Gotham Knights. There's I think uh, Riders Republic, which is something that I was super hyped for. The Ubisoft game got delayed as well. There's there's a lot of games that are being delayed that are going to be better for it. Um, so I, I, I hope CD Projekt Red learns from from that, and the the industry learns from this as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah. We want the best from our games. Exactly. You know, we hope for the best. We hope for the best. Um, but that is it for the topic of the show. Anything that you would like to add before we outro? Yes. Shout out to Insomniac Games for killing it. Yes. And they put a new Miles Morales suit, Ratchet <laughs> yeah. and Clank, yes. 60 FPS. Yeah. How are you doing this? What do you? What? Yeah, Insomniac is killing it. That is a studio that is killing it right now. And I, I saw the, the Miles Morales suit. And I was like, you didn't have to do this, but thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Exactly, yeah. And it looked awesome. It looked like a really cool suit. And that's a game that I want to platinum. I platinum Spider-Man. 
and I love Spider-Man in general, so that's kind of why I, I, I platin a bit. And I want to get back to Miles Morales, and that's an even better reason to go back to it. Give me a, an excuse to keep chugging away at that platinum. But uh, yeah, good job, Insomniac. Good job. Yes. <laughs> But everyone, thank you so much for watching uh, us uh, today. Uh, thank you for joining us, Christian. Where can people find you, by the way? Yeah, you can follow me at ISO Christian. Um, a lot of updates there about my movie podcast, my Twitch streams. Of course, we just, if you're a video listener, I dyed my hair pink. Not a full reveal yet. We're, we reached a You're listening to the podcast. podcast. PlayStation. Uh, so that should be coming soon. But yeah, I'm honored to be a guest today. This is a lot of fun. So thank you, Ro. Thank you so much. I kind of, I, I pressed the wrong outro there. So there was a little bit of music there, but I think people were able to hear you. I apologize. But uh, yes, I, my girlfriend actually texted me during the show and she's like, yes, pink hair, that's so awesome. I was like, yeah, it yeah. is pretty cool. <laughs> so she's watching and she likes your hair very much. But everyone, Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much, everyone, for joining us both live and on Twitch and on YouTube, as well as podcast services such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify, and Stitcher. Thank you, Christian, for joining us. And everyone, thank you for watching.